After negotiating well into the night, WestJet and the pilots' union reached a deal to make sure that they don't go on a strike. So that means 1,800 Swoop and WestJet pilots did not walk off the job Friday morning. But there are still some flight cancellations and delays and some big questions about what this means for the airline industry as a whole. We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's Professor of Human Resource Management in the DAN Department of Management and Organizational Studies and is DANCAP Private Equity Chair of Human Organization at Western University. His research focuses on employment relationships and the changing nature of work, specifically how it relates to aviation industries. Geraint Harvey is joining us. Geraint, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the invite. So let's just kind of go back to the beginning when it comes to this strike. Talk us through what happened. There was a threat to strike because of what exactly? I think what uh, what's at stake here is, is the the terms and conditions of employment. Um, this is about wages. It's also about the scheduling, uh, when the pilots are working, how secure the schedules are, and it's also about the nature of the employment system in WestJet, which is is comprised of multiple units um, with Swoop and WestJet which is created a kind of two-tier employment system mm. where there are you know better terms and conditions for some people in this case pilots and and um inferior or, or um lesser terms and conditions from another, for another group so these pilots have have got to a stage um just well, prior to the announcement where you know the the kind of they felt it was the time uh, it was appropriate to um threaten this action in order to to deal with what they see as uh, uh, as these these inferior terms and conditions and this lack of certainty in terms of their work schedules. So what do we know now about the deal that was struck? Not a great deal. <laughs> Quite honestly, <laughs> not a great deal. Um, I think that the, the interesting thing uh, with, with this case was that obviously the uh, the pilots and the union had, um, had notified the airline of strike action. The airline had responded, uh, as is quite common with the lockout uh, both of these actions on the part of the union and on the part of management are designed to force the other's hand so management of, uh, of the airline have taken a, a kind of similar response the union is, is trying to compel management management then have taken the, the opportunity or taken the decision I should say to lock out uh, pilots and these these were these parties were were very uh, very much divided. Yeah, the CEO saying uh, just hours before the agreement was reached, look, we, there's still a massive gap between expectations on the part of pilots and expectations on the part of, of management. But what I think it does show is that neither of these parties really wanted this action to go ahead. And I know consumers less so than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But but it's clear that, you know, this is really bad news for the airline, but it's not good for pilots either. They don't want to take this action. So the fact they went as far as they did indicates that they, they feel especially strongly about the situation. Yeah, I mean, it shows a group of workers that are really unhappy with their position. And the airline industry has been... We, I mean, we've heard story after story over the last couple of years of just so many issues, you know, whether it's new staff replacing old staff coming in after the pandemic and not really um, having the, the tools to to deal with really um, busy flight schedules or things like storms and delays or, you know, pilots to getting uh, not, not being able to get licensed or certified because of just so much red tape that they have to go through. And so, you know, the availability of those jobs being really problematic, it seems 
seems like this industry is just riddled with issues. I mean, is it doomed? <laughs> um, it was a good question. Um, I think that it's an incredibly complex industry. It's mm-hmm. incredibly difficult to manage. It's in, an incredibly difficult job for those people um, involved in the industry. Uh, you think about pilots, incredible amounts of stress, the levels of responsibility, um, the amount of training they have to go through, the costs they have to pay to get there. You know, it's, it's no wonder that there's a supply problem there. Then you've got cabin crew, they're dealing with all manner of problems. Even before the pandemic, there was, you know, widespread incidents of, of passengers being unruly. And then, you know, people after the pandemic, people um, complained about the, the mask and refusing to wear masks and having these problems. It's an incredibly difficult industry to be working in. Now, the problem for employees is that over the last 30 years, since deregulation, there has been a gradual erosion of terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. So not only is the job getting more difficult, um, employees are also receiving less for what they do. And I I think now we're starting to see this. You know, we had the the lockdown. uh, We had the closure of commercial airspace. And then as soon as the airline industry opened back up, what do we see? Uh, a great expression. We see revenge, travel. People are just desperate to get on a plane. You know, we, we, you know we've been stopped yeah. from doing this. We've got to get back on the right. plane. And, and you know, there's this, this huge demand which wasn't anticipated and airlines have, have struggled to deal with it. It's an incredibly complex industry to, to manage. And it's, it's not great to be um, an employee in the industry at the moment. Do you think there's a role for government, for federal government to step in and, you know, maybe come in in some sort of an ownership position or uh, or with a bailout? I mean, how do we how do we fix an industry that, as you mentioned, for so many reasons, has been just riddled with issues? I think the difficulty with with that is that how far does this seem to be um, state sponsorship? Because right. what you've got in the airline industry is, is by its very nature, it's an international industry. So we're not talking about domestic um, carriers. Your WestJet, for example, started off as only serving um, the west, uh, west of Canada. Now it's, a, it's an international transatlantic carrier, much bigger airline. And so if you, you start to get um, state sponsorship, that becomes a problem. It becomes anti-competitive. You've got that issue there. I think that we are at um, an interesting point in the evolution of, of aviation where there is certainly scope now for investment in staff. And I think for so long, um, airlines have pursued the, the cost-cutting uh, measures which reduce the fare to the passenger. In order to attract passengers, they've been reducing the fares, reducing costs. I think we're at an interesting point now where there is certainly uh, value in investing in staff. And we've seen that in the U.S. with uh, the likes of Delta and American announcing these huge pay deals for pilots. Of course, pilots... It's, a, it's a, a really important one because the airlines can't operate without pilots. And there is a, there is a really problematic labour supply. These people just aren't available. So is there, is there good news? Are you optimistic about the future of the airline industry? <laughs> I, I think that we are likely to see more in the way of uh, disputes yeah. in the not-too-distant future. I think that the, the industry itself... I, it's not going to go away. I, I imagine the pandemic would be the point at which we would see, um, uh, you know, dissipation of travel. People realizing they can do without traveling, but that certainly hasn't happened. As soon as airspace opened back up, everyone's rushing to get on a flight. So I think that there, now there is an opportunity, I think, for 
for airlines to invest in this staff. Ultimately, it's a service industry, and it's the staff who are the, the face of the company. They provide the service to passengers. So I think there is an opportunity to see this investment, you know, rather than squeeze in staff, invest in staff, and, and avoid problems like this. Gary, thank you so much for your insight and for your time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Pleasure. Of course. Garin Harvey is Professor of Human Resource Management in the Dan Department of Management and Organizational Studies and is Dan Cat Private Equity Chair of Human Organization at Western University.